Hey, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast. I'm Brendan. And I got Mike here. Yep. And I got Dom. Yep. And in this week's episode, episode 35, it is our part one of E3 2017. We cover uh, Microsoft, uh, EA, yep. and a uh, little 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 uh, conference called, uh, is that as far as we got? We did not get very far. Microsoft, EA, <laughs> uh, Devolver. Devolver. Yeah, you guys talked way too long about stuff that we shouldn't have been talking about. No, it's fine. It's the E3 fucking Bonanza Blowout special premiere. World premiere! We'll just run through the Nintendo stuff because we'll make great. <sighs> Shots fired. Shots fired, but we'll have to respond to that next time! Yeah, because this is a part one of part two. And as always, you can find us on trilogy. the interwebs. Are we trying to make a trilogy, Mike? No. Hell no. <laughs> as always, you can find us on the interwebs at ptcgaming.com on the tweets at pass controller and on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller. Mike, where can they find you? They can't. Dom? A ghost. Uh, I don't remember any of my handles. Well, you can find me at bgroom on everything and Mike is at underscore mycopath. So Spam his there. fucking t- timeline. His Twitter feed. Make him, make him hate you because he hates you listeners. Mike hates you guys. He always Spam talks shit. Twitter? Actually, I think this is the first time that Mike didn't talk shit about the listeners. I did it at the very end. I made sure to sneak that one in. God damn it. Well, you're going to have to listen to the very end, listeners, to, to get that little nugget of uh, glorious, glorious... You masochistic bastards, you want to hear me fucking trash talk. They get off to it, Mike. They enjoy it. Who are... What kind of sick people are you catering this listen, list Listen, I don't know. You know. You know who listens to this. <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyways... Enjoy this week's episode, episode 35, E3 2017, part one. I'll just run up to the healer. I, no, if you have a good healer in your team, they should just already know. Yeah, but you don't always have a good healer. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, that's the most pointless fucking interaction in the game. I hate that it's there. I was playing Mercy the other day in comp, and, like, all over my team, constantly healing everybody... Keeping everyone up, constantly had my ult. Keeping them up. This one soldier kept running around and hiding and saying, I need healing, I need healing. First of all, you can fucking heal yourself. Second of all, shut the fuck up. You should have did back to him because he'll also hear, I need healing. Oh, because he can heal. Yeah. Does it work for Roadhog too? No. Because okay. Roadhog doesn't care what you guys say. Yeah. Well, He's I've, one had, well I've had Roadhogs also fucking. I need healing, I need healing. Well, His is tough because. His healing doesn't do his full thing, so if he's really low... Yeah, I mean, well, if you're, again, if you're a good healer, you're paying attention to that. Everyone's health is on your screen. When I'm playing Mercy, I, like, barely even just open it away from the microphone. Just don't open it next to it. Don't do that. <laughs> um, when you're playing... I didn't realize we were recording. Yeah. He's, he's sneaky. <laughs> I'm a sneaky, sneaky bitch. Anyways, you, you, you both have seen Masters on Season 1. Yeah. Like, you know, remember, the, remember the scene when they're when uh Aziz is like trying to get that girl to go on a date and he's like, She hasn't texted me, she hasn't texted me and he asks uh Arnold and Brian for advice on what to do and Brian's like You should just uh, send her a question mark And uh, Arnold's like, Well what has she been doing? He's like, I've been looking at her Twitter or whatever, Snapchat or Instagram, she's been fucking posting things and he just goes, That sneaky 
bitch. I don't know. It's funny to me. And then Arnold talks about the the turtle turtle in a briefcase. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. Turtle power. Turtle power. Turtles in a briefcase. Banana. Anyways, so onto the fucking meat and bones here of what this week's all about right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh. Sony killed it. What else can we say? All right, let's start out. Let's kick it off with fucking Sony then. Let's talk about that Sony. Let's not. Let's go in order. <laughs> go in order. So we're going about EA. Yeah. All right, EA it up. Uh, EA had some good moments. <laughs> Which were some what? Some classics. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the teleprompter giving up right at the beginning. <laughs> yep. And the YouTube sensation not knowing what to say at all. There, there's, there's always many, many cringe moments from E3. There's always compilations online. But I feel like the EA conference is usually, like, the most cringeworthy. Where it's just, like, moments that don't need to be on, on any television or streaming service. Oh, never. And uh, this year was no exception. There was plenty we, of that. We found out that Shiva Kamini is uh, the main character of Battlefront 2. Shiva Blast. Mm-hmm. I hope she has, like, an in-game taunt. She, does, just, she like, doesn't. How do you know? Because there wasn't... Was there taunting in the first game? If there was, I never knew how to use it. Uh, I don't know. I guess we should kind of like rate, rate, rate our our opinions and thoughts on the on the conferences as we go through. EA one didn't do it for me. Um, I feel like, I mean, we saw new footage from the Star Wars game, which I I will say, I was disappointed with Battlefront one. weren't disappointed, but yeah, disappointed, and. I was not excited or looking forward to Battlefront 2, but it already looks, like, marginally better. But I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if that's enough to make me buy it. I'll probably buy it. I think the fact that it has a story mode. That is huge. I don't huge. remember the first one having a story mode. It I actually not. just found it for cheap, so I rebought it. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I, bought it. I, I the waited time, I for the first one to go on sale yeah. before I bought it. Yeah. Because it was, you know, whatever. It's a Star Wars game. Drop in and out. Have fun. Like, it, the first one was fun. If I paid $60 for that, I'd be pissed. Like, bullshit. And I, Yeah, and I don't know how they can expect people... I, I don't know how they can think that they can charge $100 for a deluxe edition and get people to buy it after they put out Battlefield. Yeah, well, what? at least what they've said at E3, this, this or their conference on Saturday, was the DLC this time around is going to be free. I don't know then if it's free with an asterisk. Who the fuck knows? Okay. Probably other like in-game garbage that's just cosmetic or it's something. It's because of the dress. Oh, it could come with the dress. Um, but yeah, I mean, the first game wasn't bad. It just was not a complete project. And like I, I hear a lot of people try to make the argument, oh, Splatoon 2 is just Splatoon 1.5. Mm-hmm. Battlefront 2 is Battlefront 1.5. Like it's It's what the first game should have been. It, at least in terms of content. And it I should mean, have had a single Regardless of if Splatoon 2 is just Splatoon 1.5, like, it's better to make a new game with new content than just port it to the Switch. Yeah, no, I mean, and it gets... I mean, when they if they eventually ever release an Overwatch sequel, are people going to call that Overwatch 1.5? Like, yes, at what point do you... It's the same complaint. Yeah. It will always be the same complaint. Like, at what point do you draw the line, make the distinction? Like, you know what I mean? What, what constitutes as enough new content for it to actually, in your brain, 
you know. I would say Battlefront Two it can be a sequel because it has a legit story mode, or it seems like it has a legit yeah. story mode. And the first one was just was it uh, just uh, the original trilogy? Or was it all six? Um, no, because one of the one of the maps was Jakku. Yeah, that was like a. I think that was a pre-order bonus, though. I don't know. I think that was the only non-original trilogy content in the game. Was just the Battle of Jakku. They actually they added other stuff later, which I think might have been like maps from Force Awakens. I but recall. I don't. I kind of stopped paying attention because. Yeah, because you couldn't get Jar Jar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, People are pissed. Jar Jar's not in this one either. Yeah, I don't care. Um, <laughs> apparently, Jar Jar is now a um, court jester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah in one of the comics, right? In a book, I think. a book, I think a okay. book that is actually canon. I um, so apparently there's a new so I was at Front Street earlier and uh shout out to Danny Wicked, local artist, but uh he was telling me about a new Darth Vader comic that's canon and it's supposed to be like I heard it's fucking, fucking amazing. Dope as hell. It's supposed to be what happens right after uh he screams no. Mm-hmm. So at the end of Revenge of the Seth. Yeah. So it should be like it sounds pretty interesting. I went to Harrison's, like I didn't see it there, so it must have sold out. I bought it during my mass everything's on sale thing on Amazon. I bought um, a lot of comics that day. Any plans on I mean, I know you guys aren't huge sports guys, but any sports. plans on getting Madden or FIFA or I mean Not that like their press conference really didn't need to sell you on yeah. it because they're, those games are going to sell regardless. Yeah, they're just built, they have a built-in player the, the new Madden story mode kind of interests me. I was yeah. probably going to buy it regardless, just because I haven't bought a Madden game since... Yes, yeah. and it's got fucking, one. it's got the goat yeah, on it's it. It's got, yeah. Is that going to push you to spend and get the goat edition with, no. like, the, whatever the uh, fuck it comes in? Unless I can find it for, like, regular price. I'm sure you will. Shortly after. Uh, uh, the, the trend that I see with most collectors or limited editions that honestly just aren't Nintendo ones is after a few months you're gonna find them on the bottom shelf of Target in the corner yeah <clears throat> but uh I mean my my first thing with EA is I like their defiance towards E3 where they're not actually a part of E3 anymore they're the day before E3 starts and they do it across the street in a theater like I like that that's kind of cool but I feel like EA doesn't actually need a conference like, do we really need someone on stage talking about the next iteration of a sports game? Nah, probably not. And granted, they have other titles that you know, like Battlefront and you know Need for Speed and that new uh, co-op game they announced, A Way Out, which is like that actually seems, pretty interesting. That, that seems like a good one, yeah. But those are games that those could just be on Sony or Microsoft stage. Like they don't. I don't know. I just feel like at some point. EA should just, you know, pick pick a side for each game and just throw it on each one to buff up those con- those conferences and make them better and, you know, save EA's money because how much money are they getting from that show, I don't know. Um, EA is also responsible for Anthem, I believe. Uh, yeah, because that's, so that's Bioware. Bioware's own, EA owns Bioware now. So, yeah, Anthem, which I'm, I'm up in the air about. I mean, a lot of people are calling it... It's a, it's a Destiny yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely intrigued. I don't know if it's a day one purchase for me. Uh, but kind of to backtrack and talk about sports titles for a second, 
because you brought you, you posed that question. I'm sure Mike's out of the equation there. Yep. I don't, I don't think Mike's uh, picking up any sports. Studies. Mike hasn't bought a sports game since uh, Super Mario Strikers. Since Danica Patrick was hanging out with Sonic, I think. Woohoo! I don't even think Mike bought that. No, he didn't. But I had to bring up Danica Patrick. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to play sports games. I just don't. I, I used to be into the. I used to buy FIFA almost every year. I used to one once in a while buy a baseball before it was only an MLB show uh, game. Yep. But now, I, there's not enough changes from year to year for me to justify buying a $60 sports game that in this day and age, like back in the day, you know, prior to the internet, if you wanted to have updated rosters and stuff, you had to buy the new fucking game. Now, the games just get updated as things happen in real time. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the factors that kind of, in my mind, makes sports games irrelevant from time to time or from year to year. The other thing, too, is, and it's interesting for me to see this not happen yet, a lot of games are becoming like a game, and not a game, but a service. Like, some people might argue that Overwatch is a service, or Destiny is a service, or, you know, do you know what I mean by that? Where it's like, you're buying a game, and they just continually updating it for yeah. free. So you're buying the game, but it's just, you're buying a service. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's how, um, it's how Microsoft kind of markets Windows 10 now. But yeah. Yes, I get what you're talking about. That would make the most sense to me for sports games to go that way. Where it just, you know, you buy your subscription to Madden. And you just have Madden, and they just fucking update it. Yeah, Access. Yeah, but that's not... I mean, that, that's a whole different thing. That's like a gaming, streaming service. And I, I mean, they've been putting their new sports games on it. Yeah. Not right away, but... Hypothetically, if they were to go that route, which does make sense to me, would you think it would be like a yearly like subscription-based model? Or would you say like you buy once, and then... It's kind of free updates. I mean, I feel like it would have to be some. It would have to be a monthly. It, it would have to be some sort of subscription, or there would have to be money. something to incentivize you to spend money. Yeah. Like Overwatch has loot boxes. We don't have to buy them, but we fucking do anyway. Yeah. They have. Those loot games boxes. have. They probably do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business decision. So if EA can figure out a way for it to make more sense to do it that way and still either make the same, well, probably not to make the same money, but to make more money. They're going to do it. I mean, you have to imagine this, too. If they went that road, it would probably way, be way more focused digitally. So cutting out the cost of producing physical games might factor in there. Maybe. I'd have to imagine that that's, you know, not a cheap expense when it comes to game making. Like, I know that the cartridges for the Switch are expensive to make. Um... I'm sure discs at this point aren't as expensive because there's so yeah. so many mediums use them. But anyways, yeah, I mean, sports games are, are what they are. Though I'm very interested in might get FIFA for Switch because I love FIFA, and I feel like having it portable, would I would play it more. Yeah. Um, back in college, I played a lot of fucking FIFA. Madden a little bit, but a lot of fucking FIFA. I do remember FIFA. a lot of FIFA happening at your place. <sighs> FIFA. I'm the king of FIFA. I mean, ask Christian, ask Fabrice. I'm fucking king FIFA. No, I'm not going to bring it up today. I have video evidence that I'm king FIFA. We have video we got a lot of weird video Yeah, we do. Things happening yeah, we do. Um, so, so, like, major takeaway from uh, EA's... 
I mean, any big thing that you really like from EA? I guess if I had to pick my favorite thing from EA, it was uh, Shiva. No, Mike? it wasn't. It was probably Battlefield or Anthem. Yeah, but Mike's was probably actually Shiva. Yeah. All right. Like um, I'm just pumped to be able to play as Darth Maul. He looks fucking dope. He does look fucking dope. Mike, you gonna fight Dom about that too? I don't have to. When I don't remember if I told you this or not, we were watching it, and Mike was sitting there, or Mike came over, and I was like. Mike, you gotta see this fucking trailer because you get to play as Darth Maul and it's fucking dope. And he was like, I didn't know you were such a big Darth Maul guy. Yeah, Mike. I mean, Mike is like super against. I feel like Mike is super against the prequels. Like, I am. I feel like you are. Now he's like, now he's you... just he's consummate devil's advocate. I show up all the time. I keep quoting the damn movies. I've been like, yeah, but I that doesn't have life movies. I spend half my day at work looking at prequel memes because they crack me the hell up. Yeah, but that's. Like the opposite of liking the film. <laughs> I would say that they're not mutually exclusive, but I would yeah, say that. Yeah, I, I would say this. The fact that you quote them because they crack you up makes it seem like it's because they're not because you enjoy it. Because they're bad. I can, if I'm laughing, why would I think it's bad? I don't fucking know. I know you don't know. And I said I didn't realize you're such a Darth Maul fan. In the same vein, I didn't realize you cared that much about anything that happened in the prequels because I feel like oh no, I, do, oh, no I don't single, care about exactly. anything happened in the prequels any single time we but act, Darth Maul's nasty any single time we talked about the Star Wars movies and you're like well I didn't feel like rewatching the prequels because do I have to? you like ask questions like that so when Darth Maul shows Cause, up yeah, cause, and, he cause looks, I, okay. and he looks cool you're like you get to play as Darth Maul I'm like you don't even care about these movies why do you care about Darth Maul I, just because I don't listen just okay, because then, I don't so th- Listen. So now we're in the same fucking boat. No, we're not. Yes, we are. <laughs> Just apparently, I'm the I'm the big I hate the prequels thing. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what Dom just but said. To be love fair, Darth Maul. Listen, there's there's things you can dislike and still like parts about it. You okay. do you like the prequels? I as a child, like I said, I really liked lightsaber fights. So I really loved the lightsaber. Yeah, I, listen, lightsaber fights in that movie were fucking good because they were you know. There was more technology behind them. If you try rewatching them, the lightsaber fights, I would... Probably don't hold up well. No, I'd probably say they hold up well. They're pretty flashy, like... Yeah, you have to not watch them in high resolution, too, I feel like. Well, that, too, but I mean, just mean, like, they're flashy, like, they're overtly, like, acrobatic. Oh, like, yeah. Just yeah. to make oh, it yeah. showy and, mm-hmm. you know, cool All stuff. the flips. The reason why I ask, like, do I need to watch them is simply because I haven't seen the prequels since they came out. Like, the mm-hmm. last time I watched the prequels... Was when I saw them in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like I have never rewatched them because mm-hmm. I was just like, meh. So that's my whole thing. Is if it's been so long, maybe I would enjoy them now with a, with a with refined palate. You, you should do probably do that just to come. Up At with some point, I will rewatch them. I just, I mean, it's a lot of hours, and I have a lot of anime and other things to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking anime now. Listen, uh, Kill a Kill is fucking dope. So Microsoft. Well, we didn't get there. Hold on. The last thing I want to... What's your favorite takeaway from EA? Tarth Oh, okay. To, to just real quick, one more thing about Battlefront. I, I would say the Battlefront Anthem are probably one of my big takeaways from that. I'm excited to see where Anthem goes, and I'm excited to give Battlefront more of a chance. I want to see more about what the game is going to end up being um, and the content, how they're going to handle that additional content. And I honestly think that Overwatch is kind of breaking a lot of other companies where it's like no no no, we can release a fucking online only no single player game that's amazing that people love that we just give free shit to i think that's like putting pressure on other companies as well but at the same time other companies want to just keep milking us but as consumers when we see games like overwatch 
in Splatoon, for instance, like I can't imagine some games where I don't want to give you more money. What made you bring that up? Because so I'm I'm excited about Battlefront Two. It's one of the things that I'm excited yeah. about from EA, but I'm hesitant. I want to see more info coming in about well, how things are going to be handled. They made a single player. They made a single player, but honestly, and the first game was exactly what you were talking about about Overwatch, where it was. Yeah, but it, it, but it wasn't though. And it was they, bad. But it was bad. Well, it was bad, and they charged you for things. All the updates were were paid yeah. for. So it, different mean, business model. I guess my what they probably did with the first Battlefront was they probably weren't finished with the game, and it was like no, no, this needs to come out before the fucking movie does. So they probably got forced to put it out. But it's also EA, so whatever. But anyways, to stop talking with this. Um. I can't wait for the game to come out simply because you know that someone in the PC community is going to put a mod in the game where every time you fucking kill somebody in multiplayer, it's going to be like, the fucking Jar Jar noise. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Especially because those fucking droids, you can beat them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be fucking awesome. Plays the droids. Roger, roger. But anyway, so moving on to Microsoft, the opening to E3, officially, as far as conferences go. Thoughts? Xbox One X. Are you... Alright. Elaborate. Well, I was just talking Word. about the name itself. What about the name? Good? Bad? Odd? I think it's a case of the Wii Word. Wii U. It's not, I don't think it's a good name. I think everyone made a point by saying it's... I mean, you've got your Xbox One, you got your Xbox One S, and you got your Xbox One X. None of those things really indicate what the hell is going on. For for a consumer who's buying a gift, or someone who's not super knowledgeable, in it, or even a, a passing knowledge, it's like, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think that is sometimes the biggest factor in a bad name. It was the same thing with the Wii U. To people like us, we know what it is. To someone, to a parent that's buying a gift, to whatever, they think it's an add-on. They don't know what it is. It's, it's not self-explanatory. PS4 Pro, self-explanatory yeah. for what that is. Uh, Nintendo Switch, completely different name, so you know it's something different. Um, the, the weird thing, too, is they could have went many ways because I don't even think the Xbox One is a thing anymore. They only make S's. Like, I'm sure you can still buy an Xbox One in a store, Yeah. but going forward, I'm sure they only produce they S's. Phase, yeah, they probably phased out the original one. So, I mean, you have the Xbox One S. You literally could have fucking named it anything. I honestly didn't hate the name Scorpio. I kind of wish it stayed. Again, it, it doesn't... Yeah. It, so, the same argument. It doesn't, like, help you understand what the thing is. But at least it's vastly different from S. Where X and S almost sound the same. I don't get what the point of the code name is. What Scorpio was? No, 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 no. Like, in general, for these types of things, where we all know what the code name is, before the thing even released, we all have, like, a general idea of what's going on with it. The only thing we're ever really iffy about is, like, the price and what it might be able to do. Yeah. Well, I... Like, internally, I get it. You want to call it Scorpio, but it just, like, at a certain point, you might be like, you know what? It's a fine enough name. Yeah. Let's go with it. I guess they still have to stick with the Xbox brand. I guess they could call it Xbox Scorpio. They had some options, but I just don't understand. I, I definitely think they were at always, at at no point were they going to drop Xbox One from the name. Yeah. It was just going to be Xbox One additional name. Um... So what are you trying to say? Like, why why do we know about the coding? No, no, no. I just 
it it just seems so weird that they they have a code name that seems like a decent enough name and then they decide when it's actually released by this point we already know the code name what's associated with it like all right let's call it something else mm-hmm. so they could have they could have just come to the convention and be like all right releasing you guys know what it is xbox scorpio and i'll be like oh great yeah, but they do that for every system hmm? they do it for i know they do it for everything i'm not i'm not singling them out just that's what i meant as a general concept i feel like for the most part uh, i feel like the code name is probably more a internal thing it's definitely an internal thing yeah i get that it's just it just seems so weird that at a certain point when we all like probably like the most hardcore con- uh Consumers. audience or consumers like we already associate pretty much the console with that name and you probably got a vibe that people were okay with the name i'll say this though that's not always the case like it's not always i, the case, I feel yeah. like we we definitely probably associated like i i still kind of wish the wii was called the nintendo revolution mm-hmm. i feel like that was a name we all knew but i feel like that's not always the case like the ps3 was morpheus did yeah. you know that i get Dolphin was GameCube. Dolphin, I didn't know about no. Like, yeah, but like that wasn't a thing that was average. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't a thing people talked about. Yeah. Where I, I, fe- I, I kind of agree with a little bit. Where I feel like, I feel like it was like heavily advertised as that name, which isn't a bad thing. I don't know the the Uniqlo and Nintendo thing. It literally said like if if you pick the winning design, you get, get an, an NX. NX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NX like, was a it good made name that far where it was and, like NX was a good name too. But at the same time, I'm glad they called it the Switch just because. The name itself, like, it tells you something about the machine. Yeah. Where, you know, it doesn't have to always do that. Like, the Xbox One doesn't fucking tell me anything other than this is confusing. Yeah. Well, with Nintendo, I think... Yeah, Wii would like to play. Wii... Yeah, made Nintendo, sense. The Wii was a great brand. Wii U... Wii, Wii U made no fucking made sense. Made no sense, but... They should have just named it... They, they tried to capitalize on the Wii name, and it was a fucking disaster. I would say that with Nintendo they probably make more of an effort to have a code name for when they're doing stuff internally and then when we release it, they have a thematic name that they're trying to run with. So when they get to the Switch, it's because, you know, it switches. And yeah. we, because, you know, we were together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whereas, Even the GameCube made sense because yeah, it was a cube. It was cube. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, whereas whereas so, Xbox with Microsoft, it's like, okay, we've got the Xbox. We're sticking with that. That's going to be the thing. And then what comes after it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think that... I think PlayStation has it the easiest. Because they're probably until... They're, for the next while, they're going to just continue to be a numbered thing. Exactly. Which is easy for them. It's very clear to it that it's the next progression. Though I do think, minus the Wii U, Nintendo has also, like, perfect branding for all of their systems. Right. Like... The Nintendo Entertainment System makes sense. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. The N64 makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's 64-bit machine. Uh, the GameCube made sense. They all made sense, minus the Wii U. Game Boy makes sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a game, and it's for boys. Yeah! Yeah. Nintendo DS makes sense. That's 3DS right. makes sense. They all make sense. They all kind of tell you something about the system. Yeah. Xbox... Makes sense. Xbox 360? Xbox, stop listening. Makes sense. Xbox One? Stop no. listening. Made no sense. I'm telling our listeners to stop listening, or yeah. everyone just turns off this episode? Yeah. But at what, the end of the day, what is happening right now? A yeast infection? <laughs> Guys, if you have a yeast infection, 
<laughs> Don't be afraid uh, to ask well, that's her. That's a perfect segue for this uh, episode sponsor. Uh, Long step. <laughs> for when your coochie's itchy. Can't guys get yeast infections too? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Drink some cranberry juice, Mike. Clear that. Flush that system out. But anyways, so let's move on from the Xbox One X. Bad name. The console itself. Seems intrigued. Fine. It it but seems fine. That's not what I, that's not what Microsoft is going for. No, they don't not. they don't want your reaction to be it's fine. No, Microsoft wants your reaction to be hey, if you can get an Xbox One X, go for it. It's definitely not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been very clear about that. But they, that they're it's trying a machine to, tailored for certain people. They're trying to get into that market of high end gaming. That uh, high resolution gaming. That some you know some very hardcore gamers are really into like if you're playing your uh, Call of Duty blops or you know modern war fairies you gotta you wanna have a nice crisp visual going with it are those the only people that's catered to? no it's catered to the uh, people that like to look at the background when they're playing uh, Forza oh yeah bang those people that love seeing the sand blow when you're driving around the Australia that can be enhanced with Scorpio. So, so. Uh, Do you think that means they're going to be more expensive? No, I don't think so. Because I don't. I don't think that games are. I honestly think the only real thing we're going to see in at least a year is our games just looking better. And I don't know if that's going to take that much from the developer aspect. To you don't that. think that if they have the ability to raise the price by ten dollars, they they won't do it. No, no, Microsoft can't do that right now. They're they're two to one against Sony. Sony's two to one. Sony is two to one console sales. So like, they need to gain ground. They and again, the Xbox One X is for a niche market. So well, they're lowering the price of their high end system. The, the Xbox S? One S is going to be two hundred. Yeah, but again, so the the majority of the people in the Xbox ecosystem are always going to be Xbox One S users. So to raise the price of all the games for a niche market that you have, that you're just going to you're going to you're going to make more people not switch to your ecosystem. Okay. Um I don't know, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out for them. Uh I do think the other part of it was they didn't really. I don't think they mentioned it at all during the conference, but it's also Phil Spencer has said going to be a VR capable machine. So at some point there'll be VR available to that platform. Me and Mike both talked about it last week on the podcast. I think it's safe to say that Microsoft's probably not going to release their own equipment. It's going to be like Oculus and Vive. Like Although I forget compatible. how the HoloLens actually works. No, they could, the probably, Holo, they I, could probably make a Microsoft VR so well, that I'm you sh- don't also need an Xbox board. Well, I'm sure they're also working on that. So Phil Spencer did an interview rather recently, probably like a month and a half ago, where he talked about a little, didn't get into too much detail, but he talked about the Scorpio, and then, you know, obviously they asked him about VR and if that was a play here, and he said, you know, he kind of flat out said... You know, we have HoloLens, which is like their their top tier. Like, that's not for consumers, at least not now. Um, and they, you know, that they're currently working on other iterations of VR, you know, mid-rate stuff, consumer-level stuff, blah, blah, blah. And uh, 
kind of the same reaction I have to VR currently is, you know, there's not, not many games for it, or good games. There's not enough good games for me to be like, shit, I need to go buy a fucking VR. And it's too tethered. You know what I mean? It's so bulky. It's not that intuitive. There's a lot of wires and cameras and setup involved. Mm -hmm. So it's not at the level yet where it makes sense for, like, mainstream consumers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they're going to stay in that space where the machine can definitely handle it. So when the time comes, they're good to go. But honestly, I don't think we'll see Microsoft VR for two years. I'd be shocked if we saw a Microsoft VR next E3. Like, I would legitimately be shocked. Here's a random question, just just because it made me think of this. So, what was it, 2005, 2006? 2008. Yep, 2008. We've got, you know, the Wii that gets announced and released. Motion controls become the big thing. How long before the other two are like, this is really working for them, we should try doing the same thing with Connect and PS Move? Is the VR Wait. is VR working for anyone? I get your question, but mm-hmm. I, why am I bringing it up? Because I'm wondering if the Switch would ever replicate the same kind of mentality. Like the Switch is super popular. Let's make a thing that's portable. Oh no! I absolutely think that that it's going to happen. But should we save that for when we get to Nintendo? Or I guess we're bringing. It, I mean, I'm just I'm not bringing it up because I was just bringing it up because you were saying um, they wouldn't do VR until like next year. I'm thinking, what if next year they're like, forget the VR thing. What's really hot right now? is the handheld market. Well, I think it's one of two things. I think it's partially a hotness factor, but it's also, like, motion controls kind of open... Not open the door, but motion controls were, like, a key part of getting to VR. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can't really have VR without some sort of motion aspect, or else you're kind of just putting on a headset. Yeah. Which those type of things probably existed far for far longer than mainstream was there, consumers was there any was there motion control in virtual world yeah no but i'm saying like headsets that you can wear and yeah. be more immersed you know like what i mean virtual boy you can play tennis well yeah i know but there was a motion control so what i'm saying is motion controls was kind of the next step um and i'm i'm fairly positive that nintendo wasn't the first one to do that they were just the first ones to make a mainstream consumer product that utilized you know mm-hmm. motion controls heavily I definitely think that both Sony and Microsoft are looking at the Switch saying, does this have longevity? Is this a How part- do we make a Windows 10 tablet? Yeah. Is it part of the future? Or is this a fad? Um, just like with VR, I don't think VR is a fad. I think VR is a snippet of the future. Like it's, it's, I think VR is going to continue to grow and evolve and eventually get to a much, you know, better space with better games and more immersive. But I don't think it will ever fully consume what video games are. I mean, it can't. Like, a game like Smash Brothers would be terrible in VR. Yeah, but you can go down to your local Blitz and Chips and play <laughs> Royal Life, oh, Life Well Lived. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that'd be a fucking classic game, but... Anyway, um... So I, I, I do think that, yes... The other two are looking at the Switch saying, what do we do? How do we counter this? How do we... And that's another reason why Nintendo, as a console maker, is always good at being in the mix here. Because it, like, it, it, 
I mean, if you look at PlayStation and Xbox, for the most part, they're the same fucking thing. They're third-party machine boxes. They barely have first-party games. They're just about horsepower, specs, graphics, blah, 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 which is also fine. I mean, I play my Xbox a lot, but Nintendo is always like, let's go in a different direction. Let's try this. Let's do this. Sometimes it's fucking great. Sometimes it's a Wii U. But at the same time, would we be at the Switch if we didn't have the Wii U? It seemed like a necessary stepping stone at this point, looking back. It was a nice transition. I mean, it could have been something that they, like, the Wii U could have just been, like, an internal prototype and then eventually got to the Switch, but it, it is what it is. So let's get off the, the X and get on to anything else from Microsoft that you guys were happy about? Happy about. Let's see. I mean, for me, personally, one of my highlights of the show in general, but obviously Microsoft conference, is Cuphead. I yeah. brought it up before. I've been fucking waiting for that game forever. And now to wait another three or four months. But at least I have an end date. At least yes. I have a goal in mind. For now. No, so I, I looked into it a little bit more. A couple of months ago, uh, Studio MDHR, with the people making Cuphead, posted saying, like, they posted a nice little, I'll pull up the picture later, it's a cool little, like, drawing of, like, Cuphead Mugman, like, like, scribbling with, like, sweat marks coming out, and there's, like, a little hourglass guy sitting there like this, and it was, like, a... Coming mid mid two thousand seventeen. I was you like, know what I love up. about podcasts when you say this. Yeah. People are like, I, yeah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I love when people. When did I say this? You're like, there's a little hourglass guy and he's going like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's you know moving back. One of you can fucking enunciate what's happening here. I'm, he's moving back and forth. Little sweat marks popping off. I don't know. It was just funny. The, uh, it was SAP a, thing. It, right? it was it was a nice little nice little drawing. The artwork obviously for this game is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, I really wish that they would make a physical version that just came with an art book. It's like the, it's literally the game that is meant for that for to exist. Yes, that is true. Uh, totally reminds me of, uh, King of Cartoons. Mm. Pew's Playoffs. Ah. Like that style of cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the aesthetic that they're going for is clearly like 1930s, like, Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie's like. Really, Mike? Jeez. Anyways, they're going for a specific style, and I feel like they capture it really well. Not to mention they're producing it in that same quality where the artwork is hand-drawn. Yes. And then they're animating it. You know what I mean? That's a lot of fucking work. It was a... But it shows. The product shows. Yes. It's it's an ambitious endeavor, and I, from what I've seen and what I play with it, it... It looks like it's really, really good, and I look forward to playing it. The the only September twenty ninth. Yep. Xbox, Windows ten. Exclusive. Uh, we should have that uh that that exclusive snippet like every time. So we can just fucking press the button. Exclusive. Uh, if you watch the Microsoft press conference, it was mainly just games, which was fantastic. But they said exclusive almost every time a new game showed on the screen. World premiere. Exclusive. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that game. Though, I'm, I'm a little confused, because I didn't notice it in the trailer, and I think Don brought this up the other day. It didn't, wasn't part of the reason why they delayed the game, because they there said they were adding, elements. like, platforming elements? Yeah, that's what I was told. I never actually saw that officially said, but that was what I was led to believe. And, like, I, when I was watching the trailer, I said, it doesn't look like they added any platforming, but... Maybe that's just the way they cut the trailer. Maybe they didn't. Maybe yeah. they did. I mean, regardless, 
I'm going to be thoroughly in, you know, pleased with this game. Yeah. We've, we've played it two years at PAX, and I had nothing bad to say about it then, besides when the fuck is this coming out, so I'm, I'm thoroughly upset. that's going to weigh your decision? What? That the game is five, four or five years in the making now? Probably more than that. I think the first time they showed it was like 2013. I guess that's four years. Listen, math is not my strong suit. But anyways, do you think like that's going to change your opinion of the game since it's now a four-year development? Like, am I expecting more? You, Are you expecting more out of it? Will do it not live up to the hype? Do you think it will be easier to be let down since the game was being made for four years? I feel like in many cases, like Mighty Number no. 9 or Ukulele, yes. Where, So I, I guess to use the Mighty Number no. 9 example... I was expecting this, like, awesome fucking Mega Man-esque game made by the original Mega Man creator, you know, KG and Fuane, and it was just a bad game. And it was very not... I mean, it was Mega Man, but it wasn't Mega Man. And, uh, you know, Ukulele is the origin, the OG Rare team making a Banjo-esque game, and I felt like it kind of didn't live up to a Banjo game. Hmm. Um, whereas... From what I can, from what I would gather, what my assumption would be is the reason this game is taking so long, is because of the art style. So, unless the graphics change, I don't think I'd be let down because what it seems like the reasoning it's taking so long is the art, and not like the gameplay. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm trying to think about what would have to go wrong with the game for me to be disappointed. The game would have to be like ridiculously like ridiculously short for me to be like what ridiculously short if it's super buggy i guess would be a real problem but at the same yeah buggy too but at the same time you gotta think this like we played that shit at pax and we couldn't beat a fucking level like so even if the game is mildly short yeah but you guys were bad this Tom thinks he can beat the fucking plain person well fucking or asbestos lady spo- spoiler alert when the game comes out I mean, you two are obviously should be here as well, but Joe wants to do a stream here for as long as it takes us to try to beat the game. Okay. Okay. I'll have so to we can we can watch Dom blast through the game real quick. I'll I will take the week off because it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Joe already said he's taking the week off. <laughs> he's like, I'm not buying an Xbox. I'm just coming to your house. I'm like, that's fine with me. Uh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews is boom fist. Yep. Called it. Boom! 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 Um, blow up buildings and anybody excited for Crackdown three? I'm well. You know how I feel about Crackdowns one and two. I, I don't. <laughs> I didn't have opinions. Yep. I didn't play them. Uh, I enjoyed the first Crackdown. Crackdown two was kind of whatever. Um, this game, th- this is another game where it's gonna have to live up to people's expectations because it's been delayed for so long, and the trailer was mildly interesting, but from the gameplay reactions that I've been reading about from people at E3 this week it's not looking too hot so it'll be interesting to see how the game finally shapes up hopefully there's like a demo or something or a beta or something prior to that uh, so I can check out the game before I invest in the game mm-hmm. but I, I, it's on my radar but honestly I think my, probably my top game aside from Cuphead is Sea of Thieves from Microsoft's conference like I think you know, the three of us and, and Todd get on that. Like, that's going to be 
an amazing adventure. I've only heard amazing things about people playing co-op of that. Still worried. Just because it's an ex-rare game? Or yep. a current rare game? Yep. I think that the rare team has been hard at work on this game for a long time. I think they've been hard at work on a lot of games, <laughs> and we've been let down. But, <laughs> Listen, but I will give them a chance, when, like I when, usually do. When they showed Banjo Nuts and Bolts for the first time, I was checked out of that game. So I wasn't let down by it. I was like, oh no, this game is not for me. It's fucking bad. And then I got it. Oh, and it was bad. Actually, I didn't buy it. I borrowed it from somebody, and it was bad. <clears throat> um, I think it's part of replay yeah I think it is on there um, I have no intention of playing it I might I'm not okay not Assassin's Creed not because I think it's bad I'm just lazy uh, I'll say this about, about are you, Assassin's are Creed are you in the do you play them I have played a lot of them but the last few that I have played I have not enjoyed I really thought I was going to enjoy whichever one what was it called Revolution the one that was took place here uh, Massachusetts. What was that one? It wasn't. Was that Revolution? I don't think it was called Revolution. It had a. It was a name though, right? Not a number. Wasn't it like Assassin's yeah, Creed? Yeah, I think so. Name. Libera- uh No, Liberation was PSP, I think, or PS Vita. PS Vita. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Yeah, I, I've I've been let down. Um, from what I understand, and I think the general consensus is the the last good Assassin's Creed was Black Flag. Um. Personally, I haven't enjoyed an Assassin's Creed since 2. But this is the first time where I'm looking at an Assassin's Creed and I'm like, oh, this actually looks pretty polished, pretty pretty uh, interesting. I think the smartest thing that Ubisoft did was take some time off. They went from releasing a new, uh, an Assassin's Creed game every fucking year to last year they were like, nah, we're good. Was, was last year when the movie came out? Let this breathe a little bit. It yeah, it must have been, yeah. Ugh. It was still a rough year for them then. Yeah. Did you see the movie? Not yet. And no interest. Um, what about for you guys? Assassin's Creed Origins? Um, looks cool, but I think I've played a grand total of maybe 30 minutes of all the Assassin's Creeds put together, and that was like picking up the controller after like someone was doing the tutorial of the first one, and then I do have the one for the Vita, and I just checked it out because... It came with my Vita, and then I immediately started playing something else. The next episode of the podcast, we're going to just mean you're going to pick a game and make Mike play it, and we're going to just talk and just watch Mike not get anywhere in the game. Okay. Isn't didn't we do that already? Any game that you've played on the show, yes. Okay, um, I'm fine with that. I don't play talking. I'll just play a game. <laughs> well, no, I just think it's funny because I I always think back to the. Super Mario Maker episode where I had made all these levels for you for the episode. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And Mike like couldn't get past the fucking first one I made him. I was like, the whole episode is in one episode. I mean, one in one level. Yeah, well. I don't like watching Mike playing games. I don't know. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just like, I like watching you play games. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. So, <laughs> um, so <laughs> why'd you get mad, Mike? Not a not a huge. I I watched it. I'm not currently watching any of the re- iterations and the reiterations, but Dragon Ball Z Fighter. Oh yeah, that's it. I mean, I have I have a lot. I'm actually in the process of writing an article about the state of fighting games currently for this year, but I feel like fucking Bandai Namco is going for Capcom's fucking skull right now. Like, they're enlisting 
the people that make fucking Blaze Blue, who are top notch, you know, pixel animation or you know hand drawn animation, literally looking. Yeah, the artwork looks fantastic. Fucking it, literally, it's the I think it, I honestly think it's the closest I've ever seen a game to actually look like a cartoon. A cartoon. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, I love cel shaded. I like good cel shaded graphics, but this is like on a whole other level. I don't even know if it's actually cel shaded, but it looks, it it's so it it just looks like it looks like the anime, but it also looks alive. It's so crazy to me, but the game looks fantastic. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. That's fucking day one for me. Not even a question. Right. Um. I would say day one, but I feel like what's going to happen is I'm going to buy it and then I'll put it right right next to Xenoverse Two. I'm like, all right, I'm going to install this and play it, and then apparently I just won't do that. This is. This is the reason I'm excited about the game. Like something like Xenoverse, I love Dragon Ball Z, but I don't. I didn't pick it up because I, I don't typically like the Dragon Ball Z games that come out. I just don't. But this is being made by some people that have like fighting game chops. So I'm looking at this with like excitement for two reasons: it's gorgeous and it's Dragon Ball Z, and oh, these guys are making it. So I'm excited about that. And I'm just excited about, uh, honestly, the art style really fucking gets me. Like, I hate the way that MVCI looks. I hate Street Fighter Five looks. I hate Street Fighter Four looks. And I hate, hate's a strong word. I just, I prefer the hand-drawn pixel aesthetic as opposed to the whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm. Yeah, well, I'll say this, then. When it comes out, It'll probably be a game day decision. I'm I'm going to get it. I just don't know how soon I'm going to get it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been a big fighting games are coming back in a big way. I mean, before Street Fighter Four came out, which was probably like two thousand. Wait. What years? <laughs> what year did we graduate college? Where I did. The eleven. Eleven. Uh, so it probably came out in two thousand nine or ten. Probably nine. So prior to two thousand nine, like. I can't even think about big deal fighting games. Like I'm sure there was like probably a King of Fighters in there somewhere and you know some stuff like Blaze Blue or you know some other you know like Asian, Asian Studio is Tekken Tag Tekken Tag 2 Tekken Tag 2 might have okay. been around that time. But like has its audience but not like big deal. When Street Fighter 4 came out it was like a big fucking deal that was like oh Capcom's coming back to Street Fighter Oh, street fighting like fighting games are gonna come back into the mainstream, and they kind of didn't. But now well, it's Tekken like, didn't take that long off either. Yeah. But now you gotta look at like let's just look at the past two years. We got Injustice Two, Street Fighter Five, uh, Tekken Seven. Tekken Seven. Um, you know we're getting this Dragon Ball Z game this year. We're gonna get probably hopefully next year Smash reboot. Um, we're probably gonna um, get MVC eyes coming out this year. And, you got your Pokemon and the reboot from last year. The yeah, Ultimate Marvel MVC three is is you know got re released. Um, there's like a new King of Fighters on the Switch every fucking week. But the Neo Geo arcade classics, but yeah, I mean fighting games are coming back in a big way. Um, so it, it's gonna be arms. interesting. Arms. It's gonna be interesting to see where things go from here because you know prior to all of these games coming out 
Mortal Kombat and slash Injustice and Street Fighter could kind of do whatever they want. Be like, yeah, we're gonna give you a twenty person roster and then make you pay for season passes to get a character every three months. Where now all these other guys coming out of the woodwork, it's like, no, no, arms, we're giving you free shit every fucking time we decide to give you something. Oh, uh, DBZ, I'm sure will be a like vanilla experience. I I can't imagine that having, you know, a season pass. I can see them eventually putting out like. Here's the fucking Android pack, and you get fucking blah blah blah. blah you know what I mean? Like I can see them doing shit like that, but no, no, no. Be interesting. More more competition means that they can't just fucking do whatever the fuck they want because now there's a bunch of these options. So I'm excited. Ultra Street Fighter Two, the new challengers. I forgot to mention that final challengers, another fighting game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of fighting games this year and, and last year. It's exciting. It's a good time to be a fighting game fan. Yeah, if you love to fight. Now's the time to cash in. And Joe's excited. Joe, Joe loves fighting games. Joe loves fighting games more than I do. Because um, he's a fighter. But yeah, anything else from the Microsoft that stood out to you or something that you were disappointed by? Um, Minecraft crossplay. That that's interesting. That's huge. They, they teased that, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but they teased it. The year that they did, they had like a HoloLens presentation on stage where they play mm-hmm. Minecraft. Was that last year or was that two years ago? I feel like it was longer. I feel like it was two years ago. I, I feel like ago. that's when they initially announced like we're gonna do cross play Minecraft and then it didn't happen. But this is yeah. a big deal. Not I mean just that was largely because certain people didn't want to play ball, from what I understand. Yeah. Well so this is a big deal for a lot of reasons. It's a big deal for Minecraft players. But it's a big deal for the rest of the gaming community where it's now Well let's not leave it at Minecraft, because we also found out today, I, I have a feeling we're probably going to have to get to Nintendo and Sony in a later episode, because we're running kind of late. But, that's true, yeah. But Rocket League also crossplay. Well, that's, that's, what I was get, that's what I was getting to, was where, you know, it's a big thing for Microsoft and Minecraft, but it's a bigger thing for the game community where we're going to see other games do this now. If they can get, the, if they can get this to happen other games are going to follow suit, and it's going to be fucking great. If we can start playing Overwatch against PS4 people, that's huge. I don't know if they... Certain games like that, where it's, like, high competitive, I don't know if they're going to cross over to PC, just because, you know, some games don't run at 60 FPS on console, blah, blah, other things, people are douchebags. Controls are... Controls different. are different. Yeah, so... And, and I'm pretty sure that the, the buffs and nerfs on PC are different. a little bit different. They are different. Percentage-wise, yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting to see the the future. I'm, I'm, it's good for certain games. A game like Minecraft doesn't need it, but it's great that it's getting it. A game like Rocket League will benefit immensely from growing the community of players. Just like we were talking about with the fighting games, if you can have fighting games cross platforms online, it'd be fucking huge. It 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 gives the the game more legs, like just instantly, because you know a game more arms. <laughs> um. So, anything else from Microsoft that you guys were excited or disappointed? Uh, I'm just about? gonna bring up because I, if Todd was here, that he would bring it up. Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. I'm I'm excited for it too. I'm excited I'm to give it a to chance. Download it. Yeah. I'll download it. I'm ready to download it. Um, the concept of the game is fun to me. Like I, I like the concept of it. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely like I loved the Hunger Games when I watched them. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Mike, you loved uh, that. You're trying to think thing. of Battle Royale, but. I'm and I cut you off there. Also would have gone with Running Man. Or, uh... I don't know, I feel like there's a bunch. But it's a very is. popular... It's a very popular, like, uh, theme. But anyways, yeah, seems like a good idea. 
fun fun game, fun concept. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. Um, and I liked the the new style for State of Decay. Yeah, I mean, State of Decay Two is gonna is gonna be another big game for them if it's if it's done well, which I, it's looking like it is, like a you know four player co op online survival horror, you know building. Yeah, you build your horse. Building your horse. Mm. No, I I love it. If you can get if so, if the four of us got it, we could build up like a like a community. Mm-hmm. Go out and fight some fucking zombies. I'm down with that. Yeah, it's not a game I would play by myself. That's what I mean. Is it? It seems like a fun. That's why I'm glad that the concept of four player online multiplayer. Yeah, I'm all about co-op games. To be honest, so I mean, I'm all about that. That that's another reason why I'm really excited about Sea of Thieves. Definitely can't wait to push Mike off the back of a pickup truck. (laughs) Yeah, sounds an awful lot like uh, Walking Dead, where we try and start a community and eventually like become corrupt. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. And Pretty then, much. you know, another group of people come in and we, like, let them in and then we fight each no, other. No, we don't let anybody in. You don't let anybody in? No, yeah, we're not doing right, that. We're going to be, like, the evil murderous people that kind of... Yeah, we'll probably care. end up being, like, uh, the cannibals. Great, okay. I think they all died, but... They did. This is what I don't want to see happen. This is what my brother does to all his friends, like, on a game like Ark, where it's, like, similar, like, you know, forging all this shit. Yeah, you know? and the dinosaurs come through your... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, my brother... In his friends, there's like one friend they have that like they'll like take all of his shit and like throw it out out of the fucking you know outside the walls and like I don't know like kill him and like just do other stupid shit. We can't. We have to stay strong. Can't let the power corrupt us. So sounds like a so we've decided that it's Mike. As long as it's not me, I don't fucking care. Guys, (laughs) I don't have to play with you guys. I can go back to playing Overwatch. (laughs) Uh, But this this I'm so excited about Sea of Thieves. I really want it to be a good game. Um, I was reading more about it today, and it seems like a lot of the stuff in-game, like... So there's other people that exist in the servers that can, you know, choose to, you know, be peaceful with you or fucking try to fuck you up, steal your shit. But it seems like a lot of the quests and stuff in other parts of the world, you kind of... Like, if the game doesn't really tell you what to do, you're kind of just doing it. Mm-hmm. And you, have like, come across treasure maps that, like, you have to solve the riddles to, like, find the treasure. I don't know. That stuff's intriguing to me. I'm, I'm excited. I hope it's done well. I really hope it's done well. I hope it's like Wind Waker where you just spend a lot of time in your boat in the middle of the ocean. I feel like you're going to spend a lot of time in a boat. You can get drunk in the game. I don't know if that's actually fun or not, but you can get drunk in the game. <laughs> Is it like VR and you can <laughs> yeah. in real life, too? Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to drink what play it, but... That that is a game I have high hopes for. I'm excited about that. I don't really care about Forza. Not my thing. The Horizon series is fun because it's a little more laid back. But like the motorsport series where it's like super simmy, I don't. I'm not into cars that much. I don't even know what the fuck that shit means. Ooh, don't forget that new Porsche. Oh yeah, new Porsche. New Porsche. Burr, burr, burr. Best part of E3. Mm, I agree. Um. Uh-oh. Yeah. There you go, Microsoft. That leaves us with Ubisoft, Sony, Nintendo, Bethesda, Devolver Digital. Mike, Mike, let's move on to Devolver. Mike, hit us with your Devolver Digital uh, press conference. By far, best press conference of the entire event. Oh, yeah? Will Will they be allowed to do that again? Probably not. Should they have been allowed to do it the first time? Probably not. But they did, and we were all better for it. What... Information did they release? 
None. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Absolutely none. Because I read that they just essentially ripped on like media and news. Most for... certainly did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they definitely showed two or three games, but I don't remember what they were. Or so we your takeaway from the press conference was, these guys are awesome. I don't really care for their games. I, I want Ape Out. That was, that's what I came with. It's okay. PC only though, right? Would they announce something else for it? Another platform? I don't even remember seeing Ape Out when I was watching. Unless it, unless it happened before the so-called press conference. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, all I remember is that PAX Ape Out said it was PCM. just Steam or whatever. Which is fine with me. I can, I can play that. Um, I'm, I would love. If that came to the Switch, because I feel like it would play, it, it would, would just be, be it yeah. would be a great game to play. Yeah, portable. Um, um, but yes, I don't know if you two have watched that one yet, but it was good. It was entertaining. I, if you're if you're watching it for like, you know, gaming news, not the right move, but it was entertaining. Yeah, I, I'm. I haven't watched it yet. It was one of the only. When, when did it go on? As far as I know, it it happened late Pacific time, which means it happened even later or earlier, depending on your point of view. Two thousand one. Dom is in love with the Black Eyed Peas today. So, breaking news, not really. Oh, Fergie is no longer a member of the Black Eyed Peas. I think it's old. I read that. I read that. I think so. <laughs> yeah, he it's, fucking did it on purpose. No, no, no. That was like legit something that was mentioned online fairly recently, I believe. Yeah, we got to do it this week, though. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, pancakes? Boo! Boo, 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 boo! Yes. I'll fill you in after, Mike. I don't even care that much, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that's a little kind of, you know, closing thoughts on the first half of the of E3 2017. And we'll we'll revisit the other conferences. and Yeah, this will be all part every, one episode yeah, of, uh, of, E3 2017. of our E3 experience. I feel like we covered no ground, but... No, we, we talked did. about the Xbox... Uh, developers the, the Xbox One X for like 30 minutes. Uh-huh. In guys, VR. And you guys talked about stuff that happened like years ago for a while. We did? Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, I don't know. You guys talked about the, the Wii and... Oh, we just talked about bad problems. Uh, yeah, Mike brought... I don't know. Mike got that, got that boat started. This is the best part of the podcast. We recap what we talked about earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Well, well, we're gonna. You gotta, I mean, you gotta bring people back. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna. Re- I have some callbacks. We're gonna do a second episode of the week, and it's gonna be you know Ubisoft, Bethesda, PS4, Nintendo, and whatever else you know. Because we're still getting. I, my Twitter feed is fucking blowing up with things that are still coming out. Yeah, we got. We're gonna have some breaking news on the next one. Yeah, so stay tuned. Breaking news. I'm breaking Mike's fucking face. I'm going home. The breaking news next episode will not have to do with the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, because at that point it'd be two thousand late. Yeah. I was really more impressed with all my Star Wars quotes. Did you actually quote Star Wars on the episode? Yeah, two or three times. I think. All right, this is way too meta for me. We can't be talking about the episode while we're still recording. All right, Roger, Roger. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how E three is going. I feel like it's been positive for just about everybody. I feel like all of the conferences... Well, except the media and news outlets. Because Devolver took them down a notch. Like us. Did they, though? Um, it's true. Like us. Yeah, like us. 
But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think so far, everything has been pretty, pretty well, well done. I haven't been, I haven't been that disappointed. If not disappointed at all. Fuck, I really want to talk about that Mario Rabbids game. They have some. We can on the next episode of the podcast. Whoa! If you want to hear Brendan's thoughts on you know the new Mario game, you gotta tune in next time. Both new Mario games. Both new Mario games. Both new Metroid games. Both new Metroid. Nintendo games. Nintendo is like, oh, you guys want Metroid? Okay, how about uh two? Yeah, Brendan, save it for the next podcast. Whoa! Uh, I know you guys at home are sitting on the edge of your seats. Um, I'll 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 zero you. But uh, you know, oh, I don't have anything to follow that up with. But uh, you know, and that was all—that was the end of your sentence. Yeah. Uh, any uh, closing thoughts here, Dom, on the on the first half of E three two thousand seventeen? Uh, nope. Any any closing thoughts on the? St- stay tuned for part two. Stay tuned for part two. Any closing thoughts on the end of the Overwatch event? Uh, Does it just ended right now? I don't know. Stay tuned for <laughs> part two of the podcast. That's all I can say. All right. Until next time. Uh, Peace, love, and unity.